Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Follow Your Spark podcast. If you are driven to live a life that lights you up, one that feels deeply authentic to you, and you're ready to let go of external expectations and concern for what other people think to courageously design a life you love, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Gina Kasbaro, life designer coach and feng shui expert, and I am incredibly passionate and committed to following what sparks my passion, curiosity, inspiration, and purpose, and supporting others to do the same. On this podcast, you'll hear interviews from people all across the USA and beyond from all walks of life, and we'll dive into insights, stories, lessons, and learnings from their journeys to live their most authentic, inspired life. And my hope and intention is that these stories remind you that there is no one right way to do life. All that matters is that it feels true to you, because I believe when you are following your spark, that's when you have the most positive impact on yourself, your family, your communities, and this planet. So if that's the kind of life you want to live, you're in the right place. And I hope these stories inspire, encourage, and motivate you on your journey. So cheers to following your spark. Hello, and welcome back to a special solo episode of the Follow Your Spark podcast. I'm really excited to come on today for this episode in honor of Women's History Month and International Women's Day. And when I was thinking about how could I honor Women's History Month and who might I want on as a guest and what do I want this episode to be about, I started thinking about the women who have inspired me most in my life. And when I thought of all those women that I know personally or throughout history, one of the things that inspired me the most that they all have in common is their courage to show up, their courage to put themselves out there, to be a stand for something that mattered to them, and to stand up on bigger and bigger stages, to risk people not liking them or having opinions about them or whatever they stand for, to risk people disagreeing with them and know that it takes greater and greater courage to show up bigger and bigger in their lives. And when I thought about the best way that I could honor all of these incredible women who have inspired me and paved the path for me to step into my fullest self-expression and empowerment, I thought the best way that I could do that would be for me to stand here on my own in front of all of you and having the courage to continue sharing what's important to me in the world. So that's why I chose to come on for a solo episode today in honor of all the women who have came before me and had the courage to put themselves out there and be a stand for what mattered to them most in their lives. So to all the women who came before me, who paved the way for me to have a voice, to have a right to have an opinion, to matter and show up and be heard in the world, thank you so much for all of the work that you did for me. And to every woman out there listening, please know that every time that you show up, you inspire me to show up. So thank you. So today I want to talk about prioritizing yourself and why it matters. 
And there's a number of reasons why this topic is so important to me. One being that, you know, most of my clients are women. And one common theme I see again and again is that feeling of guilt when it comes to them prioritizing themselves and making time for themselves, especially women who are mothers or who have children. And even for those that don't, I see this come up again and again. So I just wanted to talk about, again, why prioritizing yourself is so important. Because one of the biggest lessons that I have learned in my own life is that prioritizing yourself is not selfish. It is mandatory. So I wanted to share five of my own personal lessons and offer a different perspective on what it means to be selfish. Throughout this episode, I'll invite you to consider that prioritizing yourself and putting yourself first can actually be a massive gift, not only to you, also to everyone else that you interact with. Just a little forewarning, this episode is going to get a little personal as I tell you some stories throughout my own personal history and life experiences. The first lesson I learned about prioritizing yourself is that only you are responsible for your own emotions and everyone else is responsible for theirs. And the main way that I learned this lesson was throughout all different romantic relationships and personal relationships throughout my life. Because from a very young age, I was in long-term romantic relationships from like 15 years old on. And I always took on this kind of martyr figure and focused on taking care of my partner's emotions and making sure their needs were met and supporting them in every way that I could. And I ended up staying in a number of serious relationships throughout my life because I couldn't bear seeing someone else in pain and feeling like I was the cause of their disappointment or upset, or anger, and I was the source of their unhappiness. I couldn't bear that feeling personally. I even got into relationships because I couldn't bear saying no to someone and facing that disappointment. And oftentimes it took things coming to a major breaking point for me to be able to remove myself from those relationships. And all of this came at a huge cost to my own personal well-being, my time, my energy. You know, I devoted so much time, energy, and focus to these relationships that I could have been devoting to my own personal health and well-being, to my own pursuit of my own passions or education or pursuing anything that mattered to me or lit me up. But instead, I was so focused on the other person. And I've done a lot of healing work over the years around all of this stuff to let go of any regrets or anything else. And I really take all of these experiences as deep lessons for me and part of my own healing and personal growth. So it's all good now. And like I said, the biggest lesson that I learned out of all these relationships was that only you are responsible for your own emotions. And when someone else directs their anger, their upset, their frustration, their disappointment at you, you are not the source of that. Those emotions come from inside each of us. They come from our own thoughts. And those thoughts are what sparks those emotions and feelings. And you cannot be responsible for anyone else's emotions. And you are not responsible for anyone else's life. You're not responsible for their happiness or their fulfillment, or their satisfaction, or joy. We each source those things for ourselves. And the more I really internalize this, and the more work I did to be able to sit with my own emotions and my own feelings, 
the more I was able to make choices, whether in relationships or the rest of my life, that prioritize myself and know that if someone else doesn't like that choice, that it's okay and I can be with you know, their emotions, even if they're directed at me. I know sometimes that can be so challenging. And at the end of the day, I can be strong in who I am and know that we each live our own lives and we each have our own journey to go on. And we have to prioritize ourselves because again, what what we're each here for is to live our own fullest self-expression, to make a contribution in this world in our own unique way. And if we are solely focused on someone else's needs and priorities and desires and putting ourselves on the back burner, our personal self-expression gets stifled and we don't get to show up as who we're meant to be in this world. So that is why this topic is so important to me. And this is not to say that you never compromise in relationships and you never work together to create something beautiful together or of course that you're not you know responsible for taking care of your children this is not about that this is about if you come if there's a time in your life and you're in a relationship that you know is not serving you to remember you have the right to remove yourself from that relationship and you are not responsible for someone else's joy and happiness and satisfaction or fulfillment That is what I really wanted to share with this first lesson. And the second lesson is that you define your own self-concept. So what I mean by this is oftentimes when people are faced with a choice of prioritizing themselves, that might look like saying no or saying yes to certain plans or invitations or opportunities that other people might want you to do. And if you say no or you turn down something, even if you change your mind about something, which caveat you are allowed to do, Other people might have opinions about that, and other people might make that mean something about you or your character or your personality, and other people are entitled to your opinions, and don't let their opinions become your truth. And this is where thought work and belief work is so important, because it can be really challenging when we're faced with other people's thoughts and opinions, especially from people that you really loved, and whether they're dear friends or partners or mentors or whatever it is that are directing a negative opinion about you, or they're angry or upset, to be able to stand firm in your own self-concept can be a challenge. And it can be something that takes work and practice. I've been through this myself, and I know that it can be hard sometimes to not take on other people's negative views of you, whether for me, like I said, in relationships or other things of like, oh my God, am I a terrible person for disappointing this person, for upsetting this person, and taking that on as that was the truth of who I was versus really understanding and internalizing, I know who I am. I know what my core values are, what my priorities are, what matters most to me in life. I know that I have the right to live my life as I choose. And, you know, we can each go through life with the focus of being the best person we can possibly be. And sometimes other people are still not going to understand that person or agree with that person. And that's okay. And it's up to each of us to define who we are and not be swayed by other people's emotions or opinions or feelings and take that on as the truth. 
And that doesn't mean never be open to feedback or, you know, just ignore what every single person is saying. You know, it's totally a valuable skill to be open to feedback and to even question yourself and your own actions and your own motivations. And once you've done that, at the end of the day, it's important that you, again, define who you are. Don't let anybody else tell you that for you. The third lesson is actually taking time for yourself gives you 100% more energy and ability to pour into the people and things that matter to you most. I know many of my clients, like I said, especially the mothers, can feel this immense guilt when it comes to taking time away from your children. And now I'm not a mom, so I can't speak from that experience. And I'm sure there's all kinds of physical and emotional and chemical things that happen when you have a child and are all of a sudden responsible for this life. You know, I can't imagine, even though I'm an auntie, I'm not a mom. So I get that there's a level that I might not be able to comprehend. And what I do know is that when your cortisol levels are high, when you're stressed and you never give your mind a break or you never have a break for yourself, that also has an impact on family, on our relationships, on our work. And so often quality time is so much more important than the quantity of time we spend with people. So by taking an hour or two away from your children or away from your spouse or away from work to get fresh air or meditate or go somewhere alone and just read a book or do anything without someone needing something from you, whoever that is, That could be one of the most important ways that you spend your time because, again, that has the power to lower your cortisol, boost dopamine and serotonin, boost your overall health and wellness and vitality, and leave you feeling so much more clear and inspired and joyful and happy. And that energy will have a tremendous positive impact on all of the people in your life. So then in the moments that you do get to spend with your husband or your partner or your children, or you're working on something, you're that much more present, energized, and filled up. And that quality time is so much more potent and rewarding with whoever or whatever you are focused on than if you never took time for yourself. And I want to ask you a question, and I invite you to think about this question without judgment with grace and compassion for yourself, this is just an opportunity to reflect. So the question that I have for you is, I invite you to think about how could this be true in your own life? Think of a time in your life where you were not prioritizing yourself, never taking time for yourself, and think about what impact did that have on your energy, on your physical health, on your well-being, on your emotional stability, just notice what impact that had on you in your life. And then I want you to think about a time where you were prioritizing yourself. Maybe you, you know, made time for a workout class once a week, or you made time for a date with your friends once in a while. Did that have any impact on you physically, emotionally, spiritually, and notice how that impacted the people in your life that matter most. And I know so often, especially as women, it can be really hard to prioritize ourselves and put our needs first again, because people feel like it feels selfish and there's this negative connotation around selfish. So if it helps to think about, oh, I'm taking this time for myself 
because it's going to have a positive impact on my children. I'm going to take myself out for a solo coffee date and read a book for an hour on a Sunday morning because it's going to have a positive impact on my daughter or whatever that is for you. Again, notice how this can be a supportive thing, not just for you, also for everyone else that you touch in your life. And again, I really invite you to not make any part of this conversation an opportunity to make yourself wrong or make me wrong, whether by saying, you know, whatever your circumstances are, that's not possible, or this is not possible. This is the heart of this conversation of really believing that it is possible and that it matters and that taking this time for yourself makes a difference. And there is no one right way to do this. Self-care can look completely different to each of us. The fourth lesson is that you deserve your financial investment just as much as everyone else. So we've talked about the importance of spending time on yourself. And another big thing that I see come up again and again is people's hesitation, especially women's hesitation to spend money on themselves and how often it's so much easier to spend money on spouses or children or family and friends, whether you're showering other people with gifts and celebrations or anything else versus being able to spend money on yourself. So maybe you put off buying a gym membership for yourself because you said yes to going on a vacation with your friend that you didn't really want to go on, but you didn't want to make her unhappy and you felt guilty about not going, but then you didn't really spend the money that you wanted to spend on yourself. And again, this all comes down to your thoughts and your beliefs about what you think you deserve, what's important, and what you believe about yourself. And being able to let go of worrying about what other people's thoughts and opinions are going to be about your choices. And like I said, I think one of the hearts of this is being able to believe in yourself. Because sometimes, you know, there's something that you might want to invest in, whether it's going back to school or working with a coach or taking a course for your own personal growth and development. And the first thing is you have to believe that it matters, that your own personal growth and development matters, that you matter enough to invest in, and that you have to believe that you're going to be able to either capitalize on that investment, whether it's school or something else, or just believe that you deserve to nourish yourself, mind, body, soul, all of the ways, and believe that that is an incredibly valuable way to spend your money, just as valuable as your children's school or your friend's vacation or anything else that you could possibly invest your money on, you are equally important. And that belief and perspective is everything. It's really what's at the foundation of all of these things that we've been talking about, because our beliefs dictate how we feel about ourselves, about life, about our circumstances, and they will always dictate our actions. And often all these thoughts can be unconscious programming that just pop up into our minds and we just believe them as the truth. Like the thought that taking time for myself is selfish and it's hurting my family. That's just a thought that pops up into our minds that we get to hold on to and believe is true or that we get to put aside and invite a new thought. Like prioritizing myself is the best thing that I could possibly do for myself and everyone around me. And I know that these thoughts can be deep rooted and that it takes work and effort to create new thoughts. Like I said, I spent 
years and years and years and years in relationships, believing that it was more important to take care of other people than to take care of myself. That was a very deep rooted thought for me. And it took, like I said, a lot of healing, a lot of personal growth work, working with different coaches and teachers and spiritual mentors and spiritual guides to begin to unravel that thought. So if you have some limiting thoughts or beliefs that are holding you back or making it really hard to believe that you matter, know that it's possible to work with your mind and to begin to see new perspectives. And it's chal- and if it's challenging in this moment, that's okay. How can you give yourself some grace and compassion for wherever you're at and gently invite in a new perspective to See if there's a new way that you want to consider looking at life, looking at yourself, looking at your priorities, and choosing thoughts that will ultimately leave you feeling better, clearer, more grounded, more confident. That's what all of this is all about. And I know this can be really challenging. And coaching, I would have to say, is the most powerful modality that I have found for being able to reprogram my own thoughts and work past some of these limiting beliefs. So if you are looking for support with that, reach out. I would love to support you wherever you're at in your own journey. And the fifth and final lesson is how important it is to take time for things that simply make you happy. And this is a big one for me. You know, I spent many years of my life being really consumed by work and having work and achievement and productivity and, you know, reaching the next professional milestone be the, one of the sole things that was important in my life. Maybe not the sole thing, but I definitely put a really high value on that and attached a lot of my own self-worth into how I was performing at work. And over the years, what I realized is that when I pursued hobbies like drumming or salsa or getting out in nature or sit on the patio and savor a cup of tea or meditate or just do nothing, that it was in those moments that when I did those things, that they completely rejuvenated me and not only made me more productive and effective at work, they just opened up my self-expression, my confidence, my joy, my fulfillment. That's why this podcast is called Follow Your Spark, because I believe we each have this spark inside of us, this, this spark of life, of fire that connects us to this universal power greater than ourselves. And we can tune into that spark by noticing what sparks our curiosity or inspiration or interest, or feeling of awe, or gratitude. And when we do that, incredible things open up, and guidance opens up, and we trust ourselves and our path that much more when we see ourselves as this whole person and value time for all these things that bring us so much joy. And remembering that that's what life is about. It's not about climbing, you know, the ladder of success and making as much money as physically possible or having other achievements that are 
you know, fun to show off to family or friends and get a pat on the back. It's about finding this internal source, this internal light that makes us feel alive and remembering we are so much more than our work or any other area of our life. We are unique individuals. And when we step into that powerful self-expression, we make the greatest contribution on ourselves, our families, our community, and this planet. Whether that's, you know, you're the best mother possible to your children, or you're an amazing artist who loves to paint, or whatever that self-expression is, or you create some, you know, transformational nonprofit that has a tremendous impact in the world. There are all different kinds of ways that we can impact people around us, and even being more joyful, being happier, being less stressed, noticing the awe and abundance that is all around us, all of those things can have a massive positive impact in the world and ripple out in ways that are beyond our comprehension. And don't get me wrong, I am not saying that money is bad. Money is simply an energy exchange. And the more value you put out into the world, the more lit up you are about your own life and the work that you're doing, the more you will be wildly rewarded with abundance in all forms. And the more money that flows into your life from that joyful, grateful space, the more money that you have to give out into the world and invest in the things that matter the most to you. And this brings me back to why prioritizing yourself is so important, because I see it as the fuel for everything, the fuel for not only living our own most self-expressed, inspired, authentic life, also for sparking this tidal wave of positive transformation in the world. And for me, that feels like the best way that I can honor my own ancestors or all of the women who came before me to have the courage to prioritize myself in my own life. So that is why this conversation was so important to me. I hope something in this episode resonated with you. And if it did, I would love to hear about it. Feel free to reach out if you want to connect. I would love to continue this conversation. And for everyone listening, I am so grateful for you and to be connected with you in this community. And I love you so much. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I hope it sparked something for you. And if you're ready to let go of limiting beliefs around prioritizing yourself or anything else that's been holding you back, and you're curious how coaching could help, let's talk. Head over to GinaCasbaro.com to book a free 60-minute consultation call. We'll explore what you most want in life, what's been getting in your way, and what could support you the most in bringing your dreams to life. And if you're looking for tools you can put into practice immediately, I've got a free resource for you. Go to ginacasbarro.com forward slash transformational hyphen tools to download my top 15 practices to spark more joy, inspiration, clarity, and purpose. And last thing, if you did enjoy this episode, I'd so appreciate if you could rate, review, and share this podcast so that others may find it and we can spark a tidal wave of transformation together. Until next time, don't forget 
to follow your spark.